Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. We've been away for a few days. I think our last podcast we did was Thursday, Wednesday afternoon, actually. So it's our first podcast in, the, in, in four days. Uh, we're glad to be back. We took off for a few days, went to New Orleans. And uh, what a great old city that is. The history of New Orleans, uh, the uniqueness of that city. There's nothing quite like it, really, in the U.S. It's been a while since we've been there. And uh, I'll tell you, first thing you notice right away is uh, these people have never heard about coronavirus and they've never heard about the Delta variant or the Lambda variant or any variant whatsoever. They may not even know how to spell coronavirus. The city is wide open. Obviously, things have changed. People are getting back to normal. But whether it's the residents or whether it's uh, the the tourists, uh, the place is jumping. Masks were hard to find. And uh, people have uh, have gotten gotten back to life, and that's as it should be, isn't it? Because we're also learning uh, today. Matter of fact, we learned today uh, from uh, John Johns Hopkins, who keeps all this official data, that the mortality rate for coronavirus is now at its lowest level since the beginning of uh, coronavirus insanity back in March of 2020. Uh, we also heard some very interesting today from Jay Powell, the Fed chair, who uh, who made a comment uh, that the, it shows he knows more than the CDC knows about mutating viruses. I'll talk about that more in just a moment. We're going to get into earnings as well. Just blowout numbers so far for the second quarter. Unbelievable. The street was at 54% quarter over quarter gains. We're at 80%. Folks are coming in at 98% gains, better than the second quarter of last year. Just unbelievable. Uh, I do not know how anyone can be bearish on this market. It is an impossibility from our point of view to be bearish on this market. You don't have to love it. You don't have to think like we do that it's going to soar from here. We do believe that. It uh, we uh, we think it's going to continue to soar, should I say? But to say that you're bearish or that you're not going to be long stocks here, wow! That and there are still people saying that the perma bears out there is just stunning to us uh, because the evidence is right in front of us, folks. It's unlimited liquidity, unprecedented liquidity, and surging corporate earnings at record levels. Let's get to the markets first today. Dow Jones today finishing down 127 points at 34,930. Uh, NASDAQ, on the flip of that, was up 102 points at 14,762 on the back of just massive earnings from Google, Microsoft, Apple, etc., etc., etc. Russ 2000 today was actually our leader. Good to see this, by the way, up 1.5%. Small caps have been underperforming pretty broadly speaking. They are deeply oversold as opposed to our other broad market indexes, which are approaching overbought. Small caps are where the value is. I think uh, that's going to continue to be a place for stock pickers to make a lot of money in small cap stocks over the next one, two, and three years. Um, And uh, SP 500 was flat on the day. So uh, Jay Powell spoke today. Really, it was uh, much to do about nothing. At the end of the day, there is no talk about tapering. There are $120 billion a month in uh, combined uh, 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 debt purchases, of course, $80 billion of treasury securities every month and $40 billion of mortgage-backed securities every month. No talk about uh, tapering that at all. Uh, he was asked, his second question was about the Delta variant. And this is what really where my ears perked up because he just stopped short of, 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 of telling a scientific fact that the CDC apparently cannot come to the realization of about 
the, the, the fact that mutating viruses have a lesser and lesser impact. His quote was, when he was asked about, oh, are you concerned about the Delta variant? He said, you know, what we've seen so far is each strain of the coronavirus, of the COVID uh, virus, uh, has had a lesser and lesser impact on economic growth. And of course he's right. Of course the CDC knows this. Of course, anyone uh, that's ever done any work in virology, that's not me, by the way, but I'm a common sense kind of guy. Viruses mutate, and each time they mutate, they're less and less dangerous. So the Delta variant <laughs> is Delta smelted, right? Uh, alpha, the, 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 new, the new one, what is it called? Uh, Lambda. It's going to be weaker than, 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 than the Delta variant, and so on and, and so on. That's just the way viruses work. And of course, again, with, uh, with the death rates plummeting to the lowest levels since, again, since March of 2020, I think the markets have been telling us for some time, as we've reported here, every single pullback that we get because of coronavirus scares is a buying opportunity. This is the biggest repeating pattern that we've had since coronavirus insanity kicked off. Every time we have a sell-off because of coronavirus fears, you must buy the dip, especially with unlimited, unprecedented quantitative easing and stimulus. It just keeps coming. More is coming. We, I just learned before this podcast that uh, it looks like Republicans have joined with Democrats. We are going to get an infrastructure bill done. It looks like they're at least moving to the serious stage. Republicans appear to sign, senators appearing to sign off on it. Uh, I think the size is about $570 billion. Uh, of course, there'll be an unbelievable amount of fraud that'll be in this as well. But the, again, markets love stimulus. Uh, as we told our folks today, this is a repeating pattern because the Fed sees themselves as the masters of our financial universe. They're all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-important. And they'll continue this charade until it no longer works or until they decide to crash the system. That's just the way this is. They, are, they, they control everything. They're the buyer of first resort. They'll, they'll be the, the seller of first resort as well when that day comes. There just appears to be no sign that that's anywhere near today, which again is why we, are, we, we remain in back up the truck territory. 10 out of 12 VRA investing system screens remain bullish. Even as our internals have been very crappy of late, uh, that did change today, by the way. I'll cover that more in just a moment. But that was that was that was good to see because these internals have been ugly with a capital F, if you know what I'm saying. And that's been the case now for better than three weeks. And uh, it's hard for markets to keep going up when that's the case. But how how amazing is it, folks? Here we have. <laughs> I haven't even talked about China yet. The, the Chinese market is imploding, right? FXI, the 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 largest. The, the largest large cap ETF for China, just inside of in four months, is down 28%. It's falling off a cliff. It was up today, by the way. But uh, also KWeb, which is the Chinese internet ETF, the largest uh, that everyone talks about in China, KWeb, K-W-E-B, is down 55% in just four months. China's imploding. We only have in the U.S., 56% of all stocks, SP 500, are trading above their 50-day moving average, only 56%. Folks, we were at 92% just three months ago. So here we have this internal correction taking place in the markets, clearly taking place. Unless you own the large-cap stocks, primarily large-cap tech stocks, you are not making money in this market. But 
The average person doesn't know that because they see what at the end of the day, all-time highs, all-time highs, all-time highs. We've been nothing but all-time high for all-time high. You know, we're again, we're, we're really, a, what, a day and a half away from all-time highs at all three major indexes right now. China's imploding, right? Most stocks aren't going up, but our markets continue to rise. Folks, that's called a huge tell. That's a huge tell. That tells you that the leaders are leading, that a rising tide eventually lifts all boats. This is a Teflon bull market of Teflon bull markets. It reminds me almost exactly, as we've said for a long time, of 1995 to 2000, the dot-com melt-up. Everybody hated that bull market because nobody could figure what was going up, and they kept going. Companies trading at ridiculous valuations. They kept going higher. That's this bull market. How do we know that? The fear and greed index, folks, is at 26. We're, we're a day and a half away from all-time highs. And in, in, in our three largest indexes, Dow Jones, S&P 500, and NASDAQ, yet our fear and greed index is at 26. Extreme fear. In what world does that make sense? There is no world that that makes sense. But that tells you the personality of this market. It's hated. People hate this bull market. They don't like it. They've had one foot in, one foot out for a long time. These sentiment surveys that tell you everybody's in the market, full, 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 that's just not the case. It's not the case. We see it from the sentiment surveys. They've got one foot in, one foot out. We also saw it yesterday from the put call ratio for ETS, which hit, uh, what was it, one point, uh, sorry, yeah, 1.67. That's the highest put call ratio for ETF since February the 3rd. Again, this is not how bull markets peak. It just never has been and probably never will be. It's certainly not the case now. Again, back at the truck territory, China's markets are imploding, yet we're going higher. What does that tell you? What index do you want to own? What country do you want to be most heavily invested in? Uh, and what, which do you believe is going to continue to hit higher? If you believe in pattern recognition, which is the basis of technical analysis, you want to continue to own U.S. stocks. As Tyler just reminded me before this podcast, this is a stock picker's market. Those who can pick stocks are going to make a lot of money over the rest of this year, and we intend to be in that group. Real quickly, let me talk about earnings here. Wow. Uh, this is, uh, again, Tyler just shared this with me. Check this out. <clears throat> okay. This is with, we're right at about okay, 195 of the 500 S&P 500 companies have now reported earnings for the second quarter of this year. So what does that mean? We're about what? Uh, we'll call it what? 40% of the way through, right? And unbelievable. Listen to these numbers. We've had 91% of companies have beat earnings based on estimates, okay? That's, that's fantastic. We're typically in the 70% area. 91% is fantastic. 86% are topping on sales estimates with 23% growth. That's five times normal growth. But listen to this. This is the earnings per share growth for second quarter of this year versus second quarter of 2020. Second quarter earnings this year are beating last year's second quarter by 98.97%. Almost 100% beats. Analysts were at 54%. Analysts were at 54% estimates. This was as of two weeks ago, this is where they were. We were at 80%, and we're gonna be on the low side. That's how crazy this economy is. Corporate earnings, again, unprecedented liquidity. It just you just have to you have to hold your nose, folks. Even if you can't believe it. Even if you hate what the Fed's doing, even if it goes against everything you believe in, 
uh, maybe from a mathematical point of view or, I don't know, historical common sense point of view. This is, uh, uh, these are not earnings that are slowing down. These are not earnings that are slowing down. Anyone that tells you that, I'm sorry, Jim Cramer, you don't know what you're talking about. The guy's been bearish now for a couple of weeks. Wrong as rain. Wrong as rain. Also, people are saying that the third and fourth quarter is <laughs> earnings growth is going to be lesser. What are you smoking? We're looking at uh, third and fourth quarter earnings growth. It's probably going to be 30% better than the third and fourth quarter of last year. And then next year, we're probably going to have 20 to 25% growth. Folks, this is a massive global economic recovery that's taking place right now. We're only in the second year of a new bull market. We are hugely bullish, as you know, if you've joined us for some time. And if you haven't joined us, come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Call it like we see it because facts don't lie. And uh, we try to only use the facts as they are as we find them and as we research them and as they are reported. Propaganda does not belong in research. Uh, please pay attention to that. Tony Fauci, CDC, my goodness. People still listen to these clowns. Understand what a mutation is on, on viruses, and you'll get every sell-off correct. Okay, let's talk about under the hood a little bit, because again, the internals have been hideous. Not the case today. Interesting, huh? NASDAQ today, better than 3 to 1 positive across the board. Up, down volume, advanced decline. That's great to see, because yesterday's readings were pretty ugly, although there were more 52-week highs, uh, lows today in 52-week highs. Again, these have not been great readings, but again, the market keeps going higher. That's another tell. Even with all these ugly internals, the market keeps going higher. Should that change, we'll report it. Until then, it's a repeating pattern. It says buy the dip, the market, the broad market is going to keep going higher, rising tide lifts all boats. Not really weird internals today. Uh, but, but for example, the this is this. The Dow Jones, of course, was down today over 100 points. S&P final was flat. But folks, we had better than 3 to 1 volume on NYSE today and almost 2 to 1 advanced decline NYSE. Again, with the Dow down more than 100. That is called garlic strong. We also had about 70 more issues hitting new 52-week highs and 52-week lows. Very good to see. And our sector watch today, a little bit of a mixed picture here. We had, uh, what was that, only four sectors finishing higher, uh, seven finished lower. Not a whole lot of the downside, but the upside energy up uh, almost 1% of the day. Communications up three quarters percent. The downside, consumer staples down eight tenths of 1%. Finally, today in our, in our commodity watch, uh, gold today up $6 an ounce. Again, been strapped at $1,800 uh, an ounce for, it feels like, uh, uh, about 30 years. But again, as Tyler reminded me today, mining companies have never been more profitable. They've never had uh, better cash flows. We saw yesterday Rio Tinto, second largest miner out there, made so much money they're paying out a special dividend of $9 billion. They just have money to burn. These companies are clean. They're mean. Uh, they're, they're, and they're ready to make a ton of money as, a, as, as, as inflation continues to rise and as gold, silver, copper prices continue to rise as well. There is no cheaper group than precious metals in the miners. Yes, that even means with the stagnant trading they've been doing, you know what? It's called buying low and selling high, folks. This is when you continue to dollar cost average in your favorite mining stocks. That's what we're doing here because it will pay massive dividends down the road. The move higher in this group, for example, GDX or NUGT, the three-time miner ETF. Pick your favorite miners. We have ours. 
Uh, it's going to be a massive move higher. Uh, silver today, up 35 cents an ounce at $25 an ounce. Again, talk about a, a commodity, uh, precious metal and, and industrial metal that is unbelievably undervalued. That silver, copper's had a much bigger move, of course. Copper now uh, is down six cents a pound today at 447. Still had a great year so far. Oil today, really starting to bounce back now from its little uh, sell off, up six cents a barrel at 7230, excuse me, $72.30 a barrel. And finally on the day, Bitcoin's had a really good run. Uh, I missed this move higher. But uh, Bitcoin right now is forty thousand uh, up two thousand dollars on the day. The two hundred day moving average on Bitcoin remains forty four thousand six hundred. It has been under that two hundred day moving average now for since uh, what is that? Early May, uh, first week of May, when it crashed below the two hundred day, it's remained near under it. The two hundred day continues to rise. We are now starting to get some death crosses take place, but. We don't really care about those as much. We just want to see Bitcoin get back above the 200-day again, which right now sits at 44600 Folks, hope you had a great day. Great to be back. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.